everybody. Welcome to episode 50 of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we're convinced resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea. It's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs. 50 episodes. Can you believe it? Five zero. I hope that these last 50 episodes have been encouraging, thought-provoking, challenging, and given you hope that you need to keep going in these unrelenting times. As we head into the late fall and then into winter, as we are seeing cases rise, as leaders are exhausted, as there's been so much confusion and political intensity in our world, I want to take this opportunity to extend encouragement to you. This has been a hard several months, and by all measures, it looks like the difficulty will continue. Leaders, we cannot lose heart. Leaders do not lose heart. We are tired. We are worn out. We are frustrated. We are confused. We are unsure, but we cannot lose heart. I want to tell you about a story that gripped me. On March 11th, 2011, an earthquake hit off the shore of Japan. It was the most powerful earthquake in the nation's history. Its tremors created such a massive tsunami that it pummeled the country and swept over its shores almost six miles inland. Entire communities were wiped out. Cars floated down the streets and people were left homeless. Over 15,000 people died. The beautiful documentary, Coda, features the life of Ryuchi Sakamoto, one of Japan's most famous and successful artists. I watched this documentary recently and it was amazing. I learned about Sakamoto, who is obsessed with sound. As a singer, songwriter, actor, and activist, he has created beautiful sounds for over four decades, garnering numerous awards, including an Oscar, a Grammy, and two Golden Globes. The documentary follows Sakamoto's journeys to various continents as he discovers and records various sounds, both natural and man-made. He learns of a piano that miraculously survived the 2011 tsunami that floated amongst and amidst the floodwaters and then rested on the stage of the Miyagi High School of Agriculture. He travels to Northeast Japan to see this piano. He walks up on the stage and approaches the piano slowly and reverently. He sees the indelible watermarks left by the flood and he observes where the piano has been warped, frayed, and left out of tune. And Sakamoto states, quote, I want to hear if a sound can still come from it. He sits down, he strikes each key one at a time. He leans back patiently and listens to each sound that's made. Despite its damage, the master still believes it can bring forth beautiful music. Despite the damage the instrument has suffered, Sakamoto says that he is pleased with its sound. You know, leading in the midst of brokenness and wounds can be exhausting. It can feel overwhelming and at times seem downright impossible. We are tempted to believe that we have nothing to offer in our warped and frayed existence right now. But the kinds of leaders needed in our new reality are the ones gripped by a vision of a compassionate God who wants to heal and restore. The one who travels long distances to climb the steps, who still longs to sit down and hear what sound can come out of our broken and out of tune pianos. And I've been thinking a great deal about the word encouragement lately. 
In the original language of which the New Testament of the Bible was written, Greek, the word is parakaleo. It's two words pushed together. Para, meaning around or alongside of, and kaleo, where we get our word to call or to come. So encouragement, parakaleo, is to come alongside of or to come around others. And I want to come around you. I want to come alongside of you right now because I know you feel alone. I know many of you feel ill-equipped and overwhelmed and misunderstood. And you feel the difficulty. You feel the weight on your shoulders at this moment, and it feels exhausting. Recently, I was reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and it was almost like the words just jumped off the page to me. And I thought, I need to share this with our resilient leaders community. This is what the Apostle Paul said when he wrote his second letter to the church in Corinth. He said this, he said, God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they're troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down by troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. Then Paul continued and said this. He said, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble that we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. I love those words of comfort. I need those words of comfort, and I sense you do too. We must find the delicate yet necessary balance of hope and realism as resilient leaders. You know, Paul's words remind me of something else that Paul wrote. He said that we are, just a few chapters later in 2 Corinthians 4, he said, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. And then he continued in this hopeful realism and realistic hope. He said, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Realism and hope mixed together. But I want to end today with this. For some of you, you've experienced an earthquake of change and a tsunami of challenges and adversity in the last several months. And I want to offer you this question. What sound might the master still desire to sit down and play when he lays his fingers on the keys of our warped pianos? The master's not done yet. He still believes you've got music that can come out of you, even if you think it's out of tune. Leadership is hard, but it's worth it. Stay the course, my friends. We need you. And we need you to be healthy and rested and hopeful. Yes, even when it's hard. Well, thank you for joining me today. 
And thanks, as always, to Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. Joel produces all of the episodes of this podcast. Thanks, Joel. And to know more, you can visit onalimproductions.com or see the show notes. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember that there's hope, that there's still music to be played out of you, even if you feel warped and frayed. The master still wants to bring music out of what you're doing. Hang in there. Be hopeful. Be realistic. But don't lose heart. <laughs>